0: I thought this was the restrooms, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: That by, by the way, that is probably my favorite way that anybody has ever said our site is really hard to navigate.
0: Welcome to 40 Trillion DPI. I'm Helen Ather.
1: And I'm Justin Carter.
0: We're two designers and weirdos and friends, and every other week we get together to talk about design.
2: This week, we talk with Kazlan Kale, a physical archivist, donation coordinator, musician, low-key wizard, and wanderer from the Internet Archive.
0: The Internet Archive is a 501c3 nonprofit that was founded to build an internet library with the purpose of offering permanent access for researchers, historians, and scholars to historical collections that exist in digital format.
2: Founded in 1996, the Internet Archive has a historical web collection of over 150 billion web pages, about 240,000 movies, shout out, Prelinger Archive, over 500,000 audio items, over texts, 1,600 education items, and over 30,000 software items. Whoa. Okay.
0: (laughs) That was a lot. Um, Okay. We talk with... (laughs) I'm going to puke. Yeah, oh my God, please
2: don't. (laughs) I just... Let me puke. I got to (laughs) puke. Please
0: don't vomit on your computer. Um, Okay. All right. Uh, We talk with Kazan about garages full of toy catalogs, sweaty times avoiding the law in a New York basement structurally supported by 45s, the internet's phone book, and so much more.
2: You, you have lots of cover. Let's get into it. But yeah, if you wouldn't mind, um, would you mind just, like, introducing yourself and, like, telling us a little bit about what you do?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I didn't prepare anything, so this is, but like, I, uh...
2: (laughs) You feel free to make things up. is this is the official
1: introduction of Kazlon Kale. Um, So my my name is Kazlon Kale. Um, I am a, I guess, physical archivist, is um, a donation coordinator, away team lead. I work at the Internet Archive, um, and I basically handle physical donations, so my work is, I've been doing this work for about two and a half, oh man, I, like maybe a year and a half, two years, two and a half, okay. so some amount of time in, that's in the two-year range, um,
2: longer ago. than longer than a week, shorter than a decade. <laughs> yeah, in the, in
1: in that in that realm. But I I guess in the in the decade kind of space, the the archive has been in my life well for a very very long time. Um, I started mm, depending like on I guess maybe when I was like. 15, 16, I started, uh, was like the, my first introduction to working at the Archive. I digitized books, um, mm-hmm. in the Sunday school room of the, uh, well, I guess it was the reading room of the Christian Science Church where the Archive headquarters are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, yeah, I was a book digitizer. So I basically, I would receive a book um, I would have a box, and I would go. You And there's a machine, a scribe, um, how the archive digitizes uh, books, which we don't, contrary to some belief that we still get, we don't chop the spines off of books and feed them through scanners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, which, Wait, do, I, people, I, I do people do that? Do other archives do that? Yeah. Is that, Is a, that a thing? So they're, uh, like... I don't know of any. There was definitely a, there was talk about it um, in terms of early Google Books things. It was one of the big arguments against the Google Books project in the early times of it. um, That they were like, or that I'm not sure which other ones, but um, that it's like, oh no, they're destroying books. I don't think even Google Books was particularly doing that. Um, But it's like, maybe it's
2: like a good story. It's like a story for the people who want to preserve the physical object. They're like, oh, you're destroying, you're digitizing it and you're destroying the copy. You know what I mean? Like, like, Mm, of course mm. you evil, evil like technologists or something. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so our, our way has always been, uh, we have a, this, uh, large contraption with a foot pedal that, um, raises and lowers a glass, uh, a glass. Like a concave, convex? I don't concave. V shape. V V shape. Yeah. V
0: shape. V
1: (laughs) shape. There you go. Um, A V shaped glass pane (laughs) up and down, so that you can exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we're all um, doing this
0: like V hand gesture
2: right now, which is really amusing. Um, okay, so you yeah. started books. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so
1: I, I start I started with book digitization and it was kind of an uh, a summer a summer job that I mm-hmm. kind of always had
0: mm-hmm. the
1: option of doing because uh the family connection in with the archive goes deep, so mm-hmm. there was always the Br- Brewster my father was always I like, it's like, hey, well, you're not doing anything, are you? You want to work at the archive? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I, I went from book digitization. I did LP digitization for a summer. Um, I worked with the Archive of Contemporary Music in New York City one summer um, nice. in college doing a... Um, how do you put it? I, I was um, designing workflows around CD digitization, and Whoa. Try- and my designs failed miserably. It was a, <laughs> I because I was eight, to, like, I was like nineteen, and didn't know anything about how to des- design workflows. So. <laughs> It, it, like, it first if last you do you
2: turn the volume up to 11 you get yeah. setup, you get your joint ready like skip the first track cuz that's always lame track
1: 3 is where you start is that was that like your workload? Yeah exactly <laughs> if 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 there's no metadata that grace note can find on the CD digitization software input random numbers and like the the things that you had for lunch the last few days yes. so <laughs> oh so my God. It, it, I was able to make it work for a little while, but I, uh, I, I've basically gone through many iterations of the archive and, um, mm. this has been my first time kind of going in as an adult, going in as, uh, a, as a, a full human being, <laughs> um, into, uh, into archive work. And uh-huh. yeah, I love
2: that.
1: And so at this point, wow. I guess my job description would be that I go and, um, if somebody wants to donate something physically to the archive, so if you want to donate, uh, mostly media, but you would be surprised at all of the other random things that we end up getting. Mm-hmm. Um, right, didn't you guys if get a it's,
2: big, a big like truckload
1: of typewriters? Isn't that a story? Oh, I, I'm not sure about typewriters, but we definitely get, tr- like, we get all sorts of things. We we got a, um, a, it's a pho- phone phonodex. I, I uh, a... What is it, that? There, there was a number of s- weird physical objects, usually from the 90s, of different technological interfaces in with the, like, between the analog and the digital. Oh, um, cool. That That's very we, cool. That we end up with. And so, yeah, people will donate things like that. Sometimes we even end up getting, I don't know, like a, uh, a Matryoshka doll of, uh, just in with a, a bunch of books and other things, like a Matryoshka <laughs> doll with uh, Bill Clinton. On it, what? and then inside <laughs> Wait, Bill Clinton. Bill
0: Clinton's, or it was just it was, Bill Clinton in the middle.
1: No, 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 no. It. Bill Clinton outside. Oh, and then it was like it, there was Hillary and Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> and the the oh, who was the woman who kind of spilled the beans on Monica? Oh God. Oh. Uh, and
2: uh, yeah, Linda Tripp or something.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then. Um. At the in the very middle was a tiny little red uh red bean with a little saxophone on it. Uh,
2: what? <laughs> what? I love
1: um, it. I love it. So.
2: And there
0: was
1: no we, Chelsea. We, what? No, no. Leave <laughs> Chelsea? Chelsea out of this. Leave Chelsea
2: alone. <laughs> Leave
0: the children out of this. Okay. Okay. All right.
2: Was something that helen that you and i saw when we so we we talked at an event recently um it was like you had opened up the physical archive right i forget what the mm-hmm. name of the event it was like open house or something right um yeah and you were showing everyone around and um i think one of the things that helen that you and i really gravitated towards was like the internet phone book that you guys yeah. had like from the 90s where it was like <laughs> i don't know i forget what it was called exactly but i think that that item would just held so much story in it, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Can you tell us a little bit about that particular item? Yeah,
1: I absolutely can. Uh, I absolutely can. Uh, I I. So that was actually from a donation that came in recently uh, that I helped head of uh, Doctor Steven Arbok, um, who recently passed away within the last Aww. week or two. Um, Aww but she was professionally known as Dr Toy um and she was a uh, one of the foremost toy reviewers um she was a very acclaimed she helped uh she helped s- found the San Francisco International Toy Museum um oh. and she was a, a like a a big force in the world of toys and toy research and children's research around play, and so we got a donation offer uh, from her of her entire. Like she had a. It was actually out in uh out in Berkeley, um on San Pablo. Uh, she had a, I guess storage space somewhere between a warehouse and a storage unit, but like. It physically it was more like a garage like a uh, and she really kindly donated an entire and i say garage when i say garage i mean an actual like professional garage mm. oh.
2: where like a
1: like a car garage that yeah. uh, that you would repair cars in type uh-huh. deal um and she donated a large amount of the contents of Old toy catalogs to us. And it just so happened that she, along with toy catalogs, had a fairly extensive collection of eph- uh, ephemera and books from the 90s. So she had a lot of technology catalogs, a lot of um. technology books. And wait, wait, wait. a wait
2: before we get into that, can I ask? Sorry to interrupt. What, how yeah. did she come to you? Like, what toy catalogs, like, how does that become part of your archive? Do you know what I mean? Like, how did she find mm-hmm. you and how did she go, or how did you guys together be like, we gotta get these toy catalogs? Or you you know what I mean? Or like, this seems like the whole, yeah, like, how was that,
0: like, what was that process sort of like, that kind of uh, decision making? Or was
2: there no like, like toy we need archive, those, or you know right. what I mean? Like, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so there are definitely like archives of toys and toy like toy catalogs what we can provide is that at like the closest um thing to the print materials rather than being within a database i'm Mm -hmm. sure like there are i'm Mm -hmm. sure there are lots of databases around toys and things like that but What we would be able to do with this is scan them, put them online, and have them be available for toy researchers, for people who are trying to see how toy advertising, things like that, worked in the past. Mm -hmm. So how this kind of thing works usually, we actually get a lot of donation offers. So uh, we received the offer... Of, and I guess there's a part of it that I mean, Steven has been in the Bay Area for a very long time. Mm. Um, the archive is kind of known within the Bay Area. Uh, we're yeah, we're, we're in we're in that like nonprofit sphere of weird. San Francisco institutions. <laughs> um, oh my god! I have, uh-huh. lots of questions. I have lots of questions about that, but we'll save that for later. <laughs> um, but we, um, and weird, weird is always a good thing, and mm-hmm. at least in my book. So, mm-hmm. um, we we actually received the the offer of these toy catalogs um, mostly because there wasn't going to necessarily be another home for them. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, some were, uh, some of her collection, we, we tend to be less mm, picky than a lot of other institutions because our goal is access. So Mm -hmm. we will Mm -hmm. accept a whole lot of different media types and with the expectation that we will, even if we can't digitize them at the moment, that we will be able to digitize them at some point soon um and we are we are cl- we're clear about that as well because it's like if there is the possibility of something that's immediate something that like might help somebody uh put these things online uh before we would be able to or if there was a possibility that they would be like venerated in a different way we also it's those other pathways are good too. We're not like, and we're, we we work side by side with a lot of organizations. And we also like, we're the, our goal is to enrich humanity in general and to provide access to knowledge. Mm. And if we're not the best person, like the best institution to provide that access in this moment, then it should absolutely go to a institution that would be able to. Mm. So of course, I love, love that. I love yeah. that, like yeah. you know, the library world, the archive world, all these like
2: radical people like working together, like secretly, you know, or not secretly, but like you, <laughs> you hang out with librarians, are the most badass people. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh hell yeah! Like they're always the people that are like they're like maximizing so much within institutional context you know what i mean and they're always the ones i mean not always but often are the ones who are really like fighting for these like deep principles of like humanity and like democracy or, or more than democracy just these really radical i don't know i find that world to be so radical it's so fun uh i love that
1: support yeah. your local reference librarians. There's Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. <Hell>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh wait, okay. So I interrupted so, you. Sorry. So so you so within this toy catalog <laughs> So within this yes. toy catalog uh, <laughs> the garage, there were a bunch of books from the 90s including this internet um phone book.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we um and uh I want to shout out uh Jackie Fulmer who was the uh uh, she helped manage this whole donation and helped kind of both find things because of her incredible knowledge in toy like in the toy area um, but she pointed out and brought to my attention a number of these really interesting like oh wow, this is a real gem of something that can kind of showcase the." crazy parts of this collection. So um but yeah, so there is there was a garage and apparently when we got there Jackie had already like done a lot of work to kind of clean it up, but it was floor to ceiling wow.
0: boxes
1: of catalogs and yeah. um it, in total I think we came back probably and filled our the truck or the van whichever we brought at that point um five or six times
0: Whoa.
1: um so yeah we're 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 talking about like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of boxes of catalogs um and Yay. so w- our job um me and I guess this ties into like what my process and what I do um is I will go I will either myself with a small crew or i i end up hiring um we will go and pack up this donation so we bring boxes or if it's already boxed we just take the boxes and we uh prep it for digitization so we get thing we get things sorted in by media type um, by donation, by media type, and get it ready to be donated. So actually for those particular items, um, Jackie brought them to my attention mostly because I, one of the things that the archive kind of is as a institution that's been around since 96, but Brewster kind of had a the vision for this a long, long, long time ago and uh, it was it's always been the uh, like it our hmm, how, do, how do I how do I put it uh, <laughs> we have a lot of connections in with that like late 90s to early 2000s culture of the internet as kind yeah. of the, the yeah. wild west of the internet where yeah. the kind of the, where utopian ideas uh, were kind of being perpetuated throughout. Um, and so also as a kid who was like born and raised in the 90s, I like was surrounded by the stuff around Y2K. Um, yeah. And yeah. so this was always also really fascinating to me. Uh, and so we have... Well, when I brought this up to Jackie, she brought out the like. She came back to me the next time we showed up and was like, "Kaz, check this out. This seems like the like the archive, like the the total archive kind of thing." And it was a it was a little internet phone book, and so like as a kind of description, I guess for. Do you refer... The listeners. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But, like, it's a... uh, It it is a little spiral-bound address book, but for internet addresses. So it had little stickers in the back for each of .gov, .com, .net, .org, and it had, like, a place for your your contact's name, their email address, their <laughs> access code, and, like, all of it, like, something that you would really just put on a digital notepad, like, right. any time past the 90s. Like... Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, yeah. a
2: moment, right? This very t- I love how much that... Because there was that one, which I was really funny. Um, also, just, like... Um, looked like a Hallmark thing you know it was very like yeah right like yeah. kind of futuristic kind of 3d but it looked like something you might get at like a Hallmark store it was very like cute but then a there little was the bit other... of that art deco feel yeah, to it yeah. too yeah, it had yeah. like
1: it had a little rotary fo- like the like the, uh, the, an yeah. abstracted yeah, rotary yeah. phone on the cover it's yeah. <laughs> so there's, yeah, so mu- very, there's so much funny stuff about good. that,
2: too, because, it, yeah, it has those little stickers at the back, like as if you would write someone's email address out by hand and then go to the back and get the .com, you know, it's like autofill <laughs> text or whatever, like yeah. from the back of the yeah. notebook and stick it right in <gasps> and there, And then put that tiny know, little
0: sticker. Little, I mean, those were like smaller than my pinky. I'm like, who's going to be, who, we're going to be losing stickers left and right, you know? Like, <laughs> they were so small.
2: I mean, I think the other part about, the other part about that notebook I mean, the other part about that address book was it was completely empty and in mint conditions. <laughs> like, no one had ever used it. You know, like, <laughs> they were like, mm, no thing. Like, it was probably obsolete. You know, it's like, 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 I think it speaks to this moment of just, like, trying to figure out what the fuck the internet is, right? You know, like, yeah. and I think there was a yeah. time, and maybe I'm interested, like, I mean, there was that time where, you know, like, publishers, like, Chronicle Books or even, like, people, you know, like, these publishers are doing, like, gift books and things. They were sort of like, well, we have to, Express the internet and get in on that somehow, and so they're like, okay, address, address book, like how do we translate that or whatever, you know what I mean? And I think like, yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that I find about that stuff that makes it that help that I love about the archive is that like, it helps me see. Like, things that I can't see around this. Like, I don't know if I would have been able to see that in 1995 as weird mm. as it was. Do you know what I mean? Like, in 95, mm-hmm. I might have been like, oh, sick, I can write down my friend's email address or whatever. You know, like, I think, <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> totally. and so it makes me see everything as, like, junk in 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, or not junk, <laughs> but like, as how misguided we were, you know, like, I think- <laughs> Like, as we see, like, all these social media companies, like, sort of just dying right now in all these wild ways, where it was like, we thought that was the fucking
1: world for a minute,
2: you know, like, and it's yeah, like, oh, wait, yeah. they're all dying, you know, like, that was. Yes. Rest, rest, rest in
1: peace, vine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the um, vine has wilted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. So oh, I loved boy. that, and I loved, and I loved the <laughs> other one that was with that, which was actually a phone book like a yellow pages with website yeah, addresses. for where the you would websites go alphabetically. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. and so it'd be like, and it was the same thing. Like, you'd pay a little fee to like put your website in the front, you know, like or whatever, like things like that. Yeah. And But that was a big thing. I remember reading about that. Like that was a that that those um printed website things were very imported you know what I mean like I think those actually were significant different than the the print the writing in the address book but the, mm-hmm. the those yellow pages I know were actually quite uh, there was a moment where those were actually kind of big
0: yeah because if you think about that time period too like search engines hadn't really like came to like you know the the uh, they you know they weren't as I guess robust as they are now right like obviously now we we use Google as a verb right? Whereas, like, I think back then it was still very much like Netscape Navigator, <laughs> Internet Explorer, Yahoo, like, Ask Jeeves. I remember using <laughs> Ask Jeeves, like, when I was, like, nine, and I was like, Ask Jeeves sucks. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I asked him something. This isn't helpful. Jeeves sucks. Like, yeah, like, I, I actually yeah. <laughs> just
2: need to tell Jeeves a few things. <laughs> yeah.
0: personally is um you know i know i know you talked about kind of like the 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 policy and the sort of like mission around you know accepting donations and whatnot but i'm sort of curious like how exactly the physical archive gets organized or if there is any sort of like hyper specific information architecture that's kind of assigned within the internet archive because of the fact that it isn't the that it is the internet archive like I know that you also mentioned like the media types get broken down but just thinking also just like in terms of categories or like alphabetically like you know it's like how does it all work and like is the physical archive only in the Richmond only in Richmond or is it way more expansive than that
1: So we yeah we have we've got lots of physical archives around so like okay. we 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 have se- several other places within the states that we like we have and outside we like we we have a, a a pretty wide range of places that we have our physical, like, materials. Yeah. Um As far as, like, organization, oh, my God, just thinking about trying to alphabetize would be, like, that's... That would... Uh, a task for, what, Sisyphus or something. Um, I, I... I don't know. Like, I, I, we have a... Uh, Sometimes we will end up with a... Um, they're called Gaylords. Uh, these giant uh, pallet... Uh, the uh, the Gaylords pallet boxes. Um, these big cardboard boxes that are uh, the size of a pallet. So five, maybe four or five feet tall. And wow. mm-hmm. um, sometimes we will receive our donations in pallets like uh, in pallet boxes Mm -hmm. and it is a uh, to sometimes especially if it is a mixed media palette. so there might be sometimes we will receive one that's uh, CDs DVDs VHS tapes uh, books then like it's all mixed together CD-ROMs and CDs at the same time which are just like it's like it's (laughs) like the cases are exactly the same so you need to like actually you need to do some real digging and if you're dealing with thousands of these items in one okay. giant box yeah. um it's ki- um sorting through that and separating it by media type is yeah. close to purgatory i don't know it's like <laughs> it is it is a not very fun task to be like and it can it can have a romance to it there i i do end up separating um some donations by media type to prep them for digitization uh that just come into the archive and those can be very very interesting and very cool to kind of um parse out and understand we we have upwards of like i don't know 30, probably closer to 10 to 15 main media types, but mm, yeah. up to like 30 different media types that we may need to sort things into. Mm. Um, and given that, we... When you are dealing with s- smaller scale donations or curated collections or anything that where um, It has real bearing that can be a really fun task and is actually one of my favorite things is when a new uh, a new bunch of pallets come in from the from 300 funston and i I can put in an audiobook and sort by media type for an hour or two and it's a it's a really meditative process on the other hand when you're dealing with a with a palette box of just the so much stuff, and it is mostly commercial dVDs and books that we already have, <laughs> yeah then it is uh not the most fun to sort through <laughs> yeah
0: well, like what happens with all the duplicates because I gotta assume you probably have like five hundred copies of windows ninety five or something right like
1: what do you yeah have?
0: what do you do with all
1: so the- that's actually something we're we're kind of figuring out right now our mm. uh our policy is. To we take, uh, we we retain physical copies, especially of books. We will take mm-hmm. we will retain uh, multiple copies because we uh, use controlled digital lending as our way of dispersing a lot of this knowledge. If it's not, uh, if it's within copyright, so mm-hmm. what we end up doing is we will. Uh, we have a certain number of physical copies of any given book, and we can lend out by the hour or by the two-week period um, a num- uh, that number of copies at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we use uh, self-destructing PDFs. We use the a way to basically just... And it's like, all right, you're, time is done. Yeah. But chances <laughs> are, like most people, if you're trying to read a chapter of something, if you're trying to do research around something, one hour is good enough. And if not, two weeks...
0: How... Do the i guess like the baddies like the people who are keeping track of copyright or whatever like how how are they keeping track of the fact that you do have like 50 windows 95 manuals that are you know what i mean like why does it matter to have the actual physical multiple if the digital is already being lent out and and is accessible I, I, i'm just curious
1: yeah no so i'm it's mostly we we are a library Right and yeah. the the controlled digital lending model is basically a way that we can because physical arc uh, physical libraries if they do a digital lending service
0: yeah
1: usually the controlled digital lending model is what is adopted um, uh, so okay. um, it is mostly because uh, if. We, we don't want to, for one thing, we don't want to infringe on author, like, on small, small authors, right? We, like, we, we want to make sure that if, if we are making something available, that it is, yeah, that, that it, we act as a library, first and foremost.
0: That makes sense.
1: So that's, that's kind of the, uh. That yeah, that's kind of the the, the mo around that, um, and at the moment we we are receiving a lot of duplicate books, and it's something we're trying to figure out: is how do we how do we deal with these? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- mm-hmm. if it's if, when it goes past, just like how many we can lend out, and it starts to become an issue of space because we do have a lot of. We have a, we've got a lot of uh, physical materials, and even though we have a lot of space, we don't have infinite space. So we're tr- that's actually something that's happening right now is we're trying to figure out how do we deal with large amounts of duplicates.
0: I just I just want to ask um, what I I know you you talked about the Bill Clinton Matryoshka dolls, but what are some of the most bizarre donation experiences? Um, that you can recall, if you if you have anything bizarre, or just like honestly, like just like heartfelt donation experiences, like that. Too. Sure, it doesn't have to be just bizarre and weird. You know,
1: I mean, there there are plenty of both. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's it is a pretty wild job to be quite honest. Um, <laughs> but so. I'm just like trying to parse through what what which one would make a uh, make a good story. there are too many um <laughs> one of my one of my first donations um, was helping out uh in Manhattan. there was a a, a record store called House of oldies. Mm-hmm. They were shutting down their physical branch um and it was oh it was I'm going to butcher it, but it might've been Canal Street. It was downtown Manhattan. And we, this was like my first donation. I wasn't even really heading it. I was kind of apprenticing under our former donation lead, Jordan Modell. Um, And he was kind of showing me the ropes of like, okay, this is how this, this can work. So it was July in New York and the donation was in a basement and we start by going to the police office the local police branch to basically say hey can we get a permit to park our truck on a street in manhattan which is really apparently not easy to do so they (laughs) the, the the we talked to somebody beforehand. They said, yes, 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 yes. We go to the police office. They're saying no. So we're like, uh, okay. So uh, we ask, it's like, well, can you give us your phone number to the person there? Can you give us your phone number so that we can, if somebody goes and stops us because you did say yes, like, can, can we get your phone number so that you, they can call you and then it can be sorted out? um and they were like sure you can do that so we go and t- like we we get a little cardboard sign that i actually still have um uh that Still have it? Yeah 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 wait 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 give me if you give me 1 yeah, second yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> it's uh, it says we are right here actively loading and we also have permission from office of nyc community affairs please sell officer uh uh, some blah 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 blah, and then the phone number Uh, so Uh um Uh it it, um so we uh we had this sign that we put into our uh into the front of our truck it -hmm. did not stop the meter maids at all so we were there for a week (laughs) we got two tickets we fended off six um Uh It was, it was a whole thing where, like, sometimes we would need to, like, run up and just be like, no, we are here. We are actively loading. So, the, uh, they, to, to get to the, the actual meat of it, the, the donation was of around 200, somewhere between 200 and 300,000, 45 RPM records.
0: Three, 200 to 300k? That's yeah. so heavy.
1: Yes. So, this is, like, this is the, a, a fairly average large donation to the archive can be around this much. Um, okay, wow. But, no, you are absolutely right. This is ridiculous. So, turned out. That when we went down... So you needed to open up the... Because uh, it was a New York City basement, right? So you yeah, need yeah. to open it up from the street. Go yeah. down. Then I... like There was a long hallway. All records on both sides. You, I could not walk abreast. I needed to like sidle. What? I needed to oh. sidle through. And there were... Uh, and then it opened up into this cavernous basement with a old furnace from the 1800s in there like because it's old manhattan buildings and the place was you know it was uh, the the basements in in new york city can be like a little bit hard to deal with right so they the at this point the ceiling of the basement was actually being propped up by some of these records the it it looked like it was out of a david lynch movie um and so it was also over a hundred degrees and new york city humid so me and the rest of the crew we started working packing them up into these like little seven by seven by seven cubes like these little boxes um and we could get about nine to twelve of them out at a time if we used a skateboard with a, uh, um, with a little rope on it to stack them. And then we r- dragged them out that way. And then we would have an assembly line of people go up. Like, and this was just Jordan, me, um, a co- and a couple of other uh, of Jordan's friends, crew, like people. And so we would, we would go and uh, we would pack. And then we would switch off packing because, you know, dust and things. You really don't want to be down there for too long. I saw the largest cockroaches I have ever seen in my life. Um, (laughs) It was definitely one of the more interesting experiences. But, like, we... And actually, as a a side note, the humidity in New York is no joke. We Mm. measured how hot a day was and how many times we needed to change our T-shirt. Um, and the, the record was, I think on day three, I needed to change it five times. Oh, <laughs> it, it was a, uh, it, it was an interesting, interesting time. And we ended up like on a very, really positive note where we're digitizing them still now. I mean, there's so many and yeah. it, it, it is one of the. More, like more interesting collections of that it had a very wide range of so many different things that you wouldn't really mm, things that get left in a basement tend to be the things that won't sell right there. They're, they're mm-hmm. even with the resurgence of vinyl with all of the thi- like the, the mystique around it. I worked at a, um, I did a summer job in high school at a uh, at recycled records in Mm. San Francisco, and Mm. the, um, the person who, like, was my kind of mentor, boss person explained to me, it's like, okay, look, there are, like, when, when I, when somebody comes in to try and donate to this used record store, um, there are very specific things that you look for, because those will actually sell. Um, things like The Beatles, or ABBA, and the things that like and there is a very wide range of things that people don't want, that people won't pay money for. And one of the things that the archive is trying to do is make sure that those things, things that you were you brought up out of print material, um, things that there might not be the interest in, like the like the zeitgeist interest in, but things that are Culturally valuable, nonetheless, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those kinds of things are really important for us to like the Christmas records, the like the the things that like I don't know if disco isn't in for a little while, like what, like <laughs> <or> lesser known <laughs> disco artists or yeah. Yeah. what like whatever what what have you of material that it might not be the most sought after, but what we're aiming for isn't to find the things that are most sought after. We're aiming for helping a, somebody who's trying to understand the history of disco and finds a, like a band that they made two singles uh, in the, like in the Mm -hmm, seventies and that was it. And, and you know, like I, I, I can't say in particular for any given record company or anything like that, but there are a lot of places that didn't even have that good of records of their own stuff if it's forty years old, fifty years old. Mm. They don't need mm. it it's not meant it's like it's not good for a profit model. it won't mm-hmm. help you make money off of the things that you're making now, so mm-hmm. like the they might like Sometimes we are the last place that you would be able to find something in particular. We're used mm. for, we're used for manuals. Like mm. one of the big things that we are used for is finding electronics or mechanical yes. manuals. Yep,
0: I've done that. Definitely um, looked up many a manual on Internet Archive. Yeah,
1: because because that's something that it won't. Th- those companies won't necessarily retain there's mm-hmm. there's no there's no money in it but mm-hmm. people still need it it's still mm-hmm. like and if you're able to fix your uh your particular brand of sync or your particular like early 2000s like electronic device because of something that you find on the archive then we've done our we've done our job, right?
2: Um okay, so I think one thing I always think about when I see the archive is like how it it just feels really, like, old school, um, mm-hmm. and I really mm-hmm. like how it just, like, it feels like it's, like, presenting information in a way, like, how the internet used to think of itself, and yes. I just think yeah. that's, like, it's, like, not, like, a TikTok, it's not, like, an algorithm, it's not, like, a feed, it's, like, really intentionally, like, not that, um, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was really interesting, and I also, like, just in this conversation, I am sort of thinking about how because it comes from this, like, early internet sort of, like, world of, like, provocateurs and, like, weirdos and this sort of, like, Burning Man kind of situation. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, like, was thinking about how those things kind of, like, connect and, like, how you experience those things. I just thought it was really, I don't know, something was coming up for me.
1: I also, I think when I navigate lots of spaces, most of like I, I'm a wanderer. I like to, I... I like to enjoy the journey. I like to go and take in all, like, things from, the, yeah, just spending time. And, yeah, the, 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 the TikTok way is the easy way out, right? Of just, like, here, you get, it's a, it's a perpetual feed. But, yeah, going and just taking the front page of the archive and just scrolling down for a while and then just being like, ah, Canadian radio archives. Cool. Let's see. Like ah, these are <laughs> it's a bunch of uh <laughs> a bunch of Chinese manuals. Cool. Let's <laughs> let's go check this out. So like yeah, no fi- going going through and just like having that ability to just kind of wander is definitely I I see as a I see as a plus. And also, by the way, uh, with the old Burning Man thing, it's it's interesting you br- you bring that up just because like I mean, of course, the cacophony society in the eighties and nineties was like where Burning Man came out of, and that that whole thing was kind of the San Francisco. Uh, that my parents were involved in some of that stuff in the in the eighties and nineties, and and my. I, I actually like my little like like I, I I like clout that I don't actually have, but I, is like my parents, uh Brewster the the founder of the archive they were the first couple that was ever married at Burning Man. Shut in, up! Are in you
0: serious in, in nineteen
1: ninety-two we used to Are go you just real? we used we used to go when I was a kid. Like I, I have a traumatizing <gasps> childhood experience of getting lost on my bike. In Burning Man, in like on the playa, and like so, I don't know. Like, (laughs) Burning Man was kind of and like you brought up like what like the, uh, the like uh, the, electronic and infrastructure side of Burning Man and of like we we used to go to things like the Rainbow Gathering and like because a lot of these things are based in utopian thought and that's something that's really interesting to my dad. That's something that's really interesting to me and. A lot like when I so when I used to go to Burning Man, maybe when I was a kid, I didn't really quite understand it as well. But like we were the people who were setting up the Internet for Burning Man. That was like a lot of us. We were like we were the we were the people who were like setting up the infrastructures. And like I I take that with me wherever I go. I want to when when I see something cool going on, my first notion is how can I help? How can I make, how can I be part of the infrastructure? How can I like contribute what I'm doing mm. to making, making something that will be really fucking cool. <laughs> and how, like how can, how can, how can that, like how can the uh, being another part of that big machine, how can that like help? And yeah. so a lot of yeah. those early burning Man thought, I haven't been back since I was, pfft, I think I was 16 the last time. So that was, um, it must have been like 2010, 2010-ish mm-hmm. um, was the last time that I, I went to Burning Man. So I, I don't actually know what it's like now. Um, and there there definitely is that old burner phrase of like ah it was better last year um <laughs> but um but like wh- i i do love that like that kind of idea of like okay if you're gonna go and be part of something if you're gonna be part of an event like don't don't be a spectator like go contribute Put your pull mm-hmm. your knowledge, pull the things that like the things that you know, the things that you can do. If nothing else, just carry stuff. But like I, I, I loved spending time, in like at the medic tents, at oh. Burn- at Burning Man. Like some of my favorite people that I met were the nurses and the people who wanted to do like, do like wanted to contribute their knowledge and their experience to something that's absolutely vital. I even at even at concerts, like if you're at a concert like going and hanging out with I don't know, the sound tech or the volunteer security guard who's like handing out earplugs, the medic person. Like there are all of these infrastructures to everything that we do. And they remain invisible mostly because it's they they're not needed until they're needed, but contributing to that making sure that like all of these things are communal processes like when we're talking when you were talking about a mall right there's there is a strictly transactional way that every single thing entering or leaving a mall happens if you're a security guard you are a paid security guard that's paid off of the proceeds if you are like If you work at the store, you are and if you're a customer, you are contributing in that monetary way to this brand, and that trickles down, or whatever. Oh God, trickle down is the worst term ever. (laughs) Um, But um, but that that like that in some way goes towards the uh, towards the person who's working there, right? So, Mm -hmm. but taking out that transactional approach is I, personally I think in, incredibly vital if if you are like one of the reasons why one of the many reasons why we follow the nonprofit model is like we want to at the archi- at the internet archive I mean like is we are trying to create something that is helpful and useful, and the there's kind of a good faith understanding that people want to help and that if you want to create if you want to create something it's only as strong as the people who want to help make it a reality Mm. like incentive Mm -hmm. or no Mm -hmm. maybe because like because you want to make something lasting you want to make something or I mean in the case of Burning Man you want to make something completely ephemeral that's going to be torn down in like 3 days but it's still <laughs> fucking awesome when it's out there right so like i, I, I don't know like it, if you it, there's definitely something to the idea of just helping for the sake of helping
2: Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to Kazlan Kale for hanging out with us. Thank you. Um, that was so fun. Um, you can find uh, Kazlan's work at archive.org or check out the Wayback Machine or uh, find Kazlan's physical archive stuff at the Internet Archive Physical Archive Space. Um, you can find the links to all that and more in the show description. Um, you can find us at Cafe, or follow us on Instagram, just type the number four adding zeros until it comes up. Ciao.
0: Ciao. Bye, baby.